What's up? This is Ralph Trezvan. You're listening to Reviews and Done with my dude, Derek Dunn. Keep it locked, fam. What up, world? Once again, it's Derek Dunn of Reviews and Done. Back with another throwback slash flashback album review. Now, the album I'm going to get into today is from one of my favorite singers, that's right, folks. I'm talking about Chattanooga, Tennessee's own Mr. Usher Raymond the Fourth. And a lot of my young listeners out there might think that Usher's first album came out in '97, a little joint called My Way. But in all actuality, this cat released an album back in '94, a self-titled album. And before that, he had a single on the Portis soundtrack called Call Me a Mac. And before that, he was in a group called new beginnings but I guess Usher was kind of too big for the group and left those cats behind in Chattanooga maybe washing cars maybe flipping burgers the point is we all know that Usher was destined for greater success so my guest today is one of my um, very very good friends I've known this cat for the last 16 years of my life we served together in the Air Force Um, we've been through a lot of wild times this cat's seen me tore down drunk this cat has seen me uh as a dj he's one of my biggest supporters when i was a dj you know i'm gonna start age here you know when i was making my mix cds this cat would always kid my mix CDs out to numerous people so next to my guy melvin penn one of the biggest people who kind of helped dj aftermath you know become known way back in 2004 at ref Lake Heath, Tomorrow Air Force Days is my homie on the line today. My guy, my brother from another, the one, the only Kentucky zone, Mr. Javid Ricks. W- welcome to the line, sir. How you doing? <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Derek, man. What's going on? Ah, uh, man, you know, just trying to make it, man. Despite everything going on in the U.S. right now, you know, it's good for my mental health, and I'm sure it's good for everyone else's mental health out there that's not, you know, feeling the world right now just to chop it up and, you know, talk whatever it is you got to talk about with your homies, man, because, you know, we as black men, we go through it too. And, you know, right now, man, we're just in so much mental duress and just the state of the world, you know, we got to take care of each other. So thank you, man, for taking time away, you know, from the fam and from your hustle, you know, your black owned business to come out here and uh, chop it up and talk about Usher's first album. So before we get into it, man, you know, like I said, I was 13 in 1994, and this joint dropped right before I started seventh grade, August 30th, 1994. So August 94, where were you at, and what grade were you in? August 1994, I was turning 11, I was turning 11 in Paducah, Kentucky. Yeah, McNabb Elementary. Yeah, probably about to get <laughs> get into like a school dance or something. Man, those were good times, though. All right, what do you recall about um, Usher's little mentioned first album outside of the R&B community? Man, this was a an underrated album. Um, what I believe the hit single 
was uh, think of you. You know, that was just one of those jams that, was, that fit the time. So, yeah, know. definitely. And, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go through the album, and you know, I'm gonna give you some of my expertise, what I think about it. Um, give you guys some background info. Um, ironically, you know, I've seen Usher live. I think six or seven times and he rarely does anything from this album live i think the only songs that i've ever heard usher do from this album are can you get with it when i saw proper mary j blige back in 98 during the promo run for my way and then when i saw him on the uh omg tour i think he did think of you but like he barely talked about this album he barely you know mentions it you don't even really hear like any songs on streaming platforms from this album. So uh yeah, but you know, we're gonna get into it, we're gonna chop it up. Hope you guys like what you hear. Up first is I'll make it right. Oh no, 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 no. Masters and my hip hop heads noticed that there was a audio two sample in there from their what it only hit top billing. So dope track, a perfect way to start the album. Very very reminiscent of the times. Borderline New Jack Swing, but you know kind of not full on New Jack Swing. You know quality album track. Javen, what you think? You know, that song, that track right there is like a sign of the times. It came with that little funky little bass hit. It was cool, though. Yeah. Like Jodeci almost, but you can definitely tell Usher's voice changed. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, as we kind of move on with the album, when Usher dropped this one, I think he was uh, 16, so it was almost a little bit too risque and not really, I guess, 
mature, uh, not mature. It's risque, but it wasn't bad music. It was just nobody was taking him serious just yet. And as you guys, as we move on, you know, you'll see what we're talking about. So up next is an interlude, and we're going to segue right into Can You Get What It? So this is going to be a little bit longer. swing of Jodeci and this is a track that probably made me an Usher uh, Usher fan just the video was dope it was you know grown you know back in seventh grade uh yeah it's another story but um good song one of my favorite Usher songs that I wish he would actually perform live more Devante was able to bring out his vocals just right and I remember back in the day reading um Entertainment Weekly, and one of the reviews kind of said that this song would have been better for uh, Keith Sweat. I'm like, no. I couldn't see Keith Sweat singing this song because his, uh, you know, no shade to Keith. Keith's one of my favorites, too, but Keith's um, vocals wouldn't have fit this song. You got to have a tenor or a falsetto to sing something like this, so dope track. David, it's on you play. What you think? You know, yeah, Keith Sweat, no, definitely not. That right there, yeah, that put Usher on right there. That was meant for him. And, you know, he definitely brought that out completely. That's a top R&B track right there. 
right, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is the second single, one of you guys might know, um, Think of You. Yes, yes, y'all. To be all. Think of You, written by a pre-fame Donnell Jones, produced by Chuck Life, my man Chucky Thompson, and Diddy. Another dope track, um, perfect single. I honestly think he should have gone with Think of You for the first single in the summertime. It might have helped the sales be a little bit stronger, and then followed up with uh, Can You Get With It in the fall, because you know, we're back in school them dance we used to have, it would have been a perfect little uh, segue. Similar to how he did with uh, My Way to where, you know, he dropped the You Make Me Wanna in the summertime right as we were going back to school, and then he came a nice and slow second. But uh, definitely a dope track, a song, up-tempo that kills a lot of folks coming out today. You know who you are. It kills your entire catalog. That's another conversation, though. <laughs> All right, Jay, that's on you, man. What you think? Man, I don't know if we keep in count, but that's two back-to-back right there, though. You know, I hear what you're saying. We probably should have came out with that first. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, that's two bangers back-to-back. Yep. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is Crazy.
All right, my man Jay was over there bobbing his head. That was uh, crazy. And that, folks, comes from a name you might not know, but this guy is also, he doesn't get enough credit, and that's Mr. Brian Alexander Morgan, who's primarily known for his work with SWV. And if you have a strong musical ear, you could probably hear Brian's composition style in the song. And it's definitely a song I could have seen SWV doing back in around 94, 95. Another good track, um, quality album track. Shout out to Brian Alexander. Shout out to Brian Alexander Morgan. Excuse me. Shout out to Herb Middleton and Puffy for doing this track. Dope album track. JV, what you think? You know what? Wow. SWV, that would be a good little fit. But yeah, Usher, Usher did his thing again. You know, this is probably one of his more soulful, kind of groovy type feel albums out of all of them. All right, up next is Slow Love. vocals were you know were on point but after those first five or so strong where this is at in the album it definitely comes off as filler but you know again it's songs on this album that are better than some folks entire catalogs that came out after usher so you know that's all i'm gonna say about that jamie what you think man you know i'm glad this album was on cd I think you can uh, just skip that one. Yeah, it's a filler track. It's a filler track. It's a filler track. All right, so we both agree it's a <laughs> filler track. And, and, and you know, again, folks, it's nothing wrong with filler tracks. You know, when, when you have quality 
you know, music. It's just that it's so his first five or so strong, and then you come with that, like it kind of throws off the momentum. I mean, and you know, he had the same problem with me on confessions. Like, you know, people are always shocked when I say I don't like track number three, throwback, because throwback receives that fly ass intro. Yeah, and it's just where it's said in the album, it never really caught my attention. And then the second half of Confessions is so strong. And I'm if you guys think really hard, some fly ass albums, some dope ass classic albums, they all have a filler track on it. It just doesn't really flow with the rest of the album. But you know, shout out to I'll be sure. We're gonna keep it moving. Up next is the the many ways, another single. live just just one time just one time so i can hear that okay that song was written by i'll be sure and produced by another underrated r&b cat mr dave jam hall who also worked with mary on her her first album so in many ways classic just lush sentimental ballad one of them joints someone you know you're a youngster you know you ain't driving yet you really can't talk to, you know, the opposite sex, Usher was telling you exactly what to say. And this song right here, um, I think it was the perfect counterpart to Can You Get With It? Because Can You Get With It was overtly sexual. 
And it's nothing wrong with that, but the many ways is a sentimental side. You know, you throw the many ways on when you're trying to book, you know, a young lady and then can you get with it, you know, is when it's time to get down to business. But, you know, as long as you were legal, you know, you were doing what you're supposed to do. So, yeah, one of my favorite songs and, and his catalog, one of my favorite songs on the album. David, what you think? You know, and now we back on track. I sure got the album back on track with that one. And yeah, that's one of those smooth songs, you know, you stay up on the phone on the late night talking to your old lady, you know, kicking it until you fall asleep on the phone. <laughs> yeah, you know, man, like, you know, we're set for seven songs into this, and I think he was just like, it came out a little bit too soon. I'm going to just go off track really quick with this album. Because this album came out right on the heels of Boys to Men 2. His competition, Tevin Campbell, was still owning the game. And, you know, he was kind of the young singer that was, you know, singing well above his age. And then Jodeci was still making noise with Diary of a Mad Band. So there really wasn't room for Usher to slide right in yet. But this is a very strong quality album thus far as you guys have seen what we've been listening to so i just want to go off track real quick give you guys some more history up next i'll show you love James Brown sample in there. I'm sure my music heads will be able to spot that one out. Now, this joint right here, um, it's an album track, but it's a fly album track. The only complaint I really had with this song was um, the groove was funky, production was dope, but 94, this would have been a dope song to have Biggie on or Craig Mack or one of the in-house bad boy rappers and maybe have an usher singing the hook to help you know get him out there like you know i don't really think the beat does enough for usher's voice 
But like I said, a Biggie, a Craig Mack, or really just any New York rapper would have would have ripped that beat. But uh, you know, double album track. You know, I see you, Usher. You know, you you know doing now with the album tracks. Jamie, what you think? You know, as soon as the beat came on, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, Diddy. <laughs> it's all Diddy, you know. And that, another song with the sound of the times that it was. I mean, that's what it was. The James Brown sample and that funky beat, you know. Usher held his own, but yeah, the beat didn't do a lot for his voice on that. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Up first, it's going to be interlude, and we're going to segue right into Love Was Here. assisting and produced by Chucky Thompson. Now, back in the 90s, um, a lot of times you would get an album, specifically some of the stuff from the Bad Boy Camp, and you would have these interludes like sandwiched in between songs. Sometimes they were cool. Sometimes they were a humorous skit. And then other times, you know, you'd wish that it was a full-on song. Now, this joint... You know, I can't say that I wish it was a full-on song. It's uh, very smooth, very subtle. I would have shut it down to maybe like a minute as opposed to the two minutes and 12 seconds that it is. But, uh, you know, cool little interlude. That sets up the next song perfectly. Javi, what you think? Yeah, exactly. A cool little interlude. He, You know, Bad Boy good for that. Kind of smooth things out with the interludes sandwiched in between the the tracks just a nice little segue i dig it all right so now we're gonna get into love was here Here and gone 
Love was here. Another Al B. Shore composition. Now, all right. You guys heard me mention earlier that we're going to get into the album, you know, further down. And some of these songs just don't necessarily fit a 16-year-old. And this is one of those songs. Now, Usher sings it very well. And the production is nice. You know, definitely a 90s R&B sound. However... What he's singing about and what he's talking about, I can understand why the older audience at the time and maybe even some young cats weren't really checking for Love Was Here. It's a bit too um, mature for some good for a 16-year-old, and it would have been a better song for, say, a Johnny Gill, say, a Ralph Tresvant, say, a even Jodeci, or, you know, Al Be Sure wanted to do a album in 94. It probably would have been a better fit for him because you know i'm 39 now my man jay was in his 30s and everything so yeah it's like we hear it you know we might say all right cool and everything but let somebody come out now you know who's like 16 talking about love was here you know i don't know what i'm doing and all that man you haven't lived life yet you have no idea what you're talking about at 16 yeah sure you know we all go through those little heartbreaks and everything and when you're young you think you won't find anybody else, but good song, just wrong for him at that time. Jay, what you think? You know, you say wrong for him at that time, and I'm like, it is a bit mature. However, he did sing it well, and it's a hot song, you know? But yeah, it's a little early for him, but he did a good job. Yeah, and you know, man, the thing is, again, it's like the competition was so strong at that time, who he had to compete with, I can see why folks really didn't take him, you know, serious, because I can recall, you know, the old heads, uh, you know, I'd be in the barbershop, like, you know, clowning him, saying, you know, why is this cat, you know, out here doing stuff like that at 16? I mean, as a matter of fact, Usher was doing his promo tour in strip clubs, at 16 so you know for this album so the fan base really wasn't ready for that just yet it's like you, know, you got to have the perfect little balance to you know be able to appeal to the older crowd and be able to appeal to the young crowd and i mean it's a hard thing to do i mean mike did it with uh who's loving you new edition pulled it off with you know lost in love i think high five pulled it off with can't wait another minute but it's, you got to have that perfect little 
balance. And again, I mean, I'll be sure his pen game is so strong. He wrote a hell of a song. It just wasn't right for a 16 year old. It's an album track though. You know, it, it was never a single, but you know, all right. That's all we're going to say about that. Up next is Whispers. Once again, from the genius of Mr. Devontae Swing, co-produced by Daryl Pearson. Another name you guys should look up. Definitely a fly album track. I think it's just the um, simplicity in the beat and then the hook that he's singing. It just makes it a, a fly track. And I'm going to say it again. You know, it's a certain group out there. This song right here is better than your entire double album you just released. And you know who you are. So, David, what you think? <laughs> Another fire track. I mean, it's heat. Usher definitely, he held his own, you know, with this album. As you've said before, that it's a little mature. But, you know, he had a big voice for a young kid, you know. Boy, yeah, man. Yeah, if you look at the... um. If you look at who, who Diddy had on this album, I mean, I'll be sure, Dave Jam Hall, Devontae Swing, Faith Evans, Donnell Jones. I mean, he gave Usher an A-list, like, lineup. And it's almost like he wanted him to um, – I get what Diddy was trying to do. You know, he was trying to have him appeal to that tween, our demographic at that time, and probably, like, the demographic of um, – when we were um, in our 20s, you know, back in Lake and Eve. So that's what I think that's what he was actually going for. 
but it, it was just a little bit too soon because if you kind of look at how um b2k was with their second album it wasn't just bubblegum you know they, they started to get a little bit more risque a little bit more mature and you know B2, B2, b2k has some joints but you know young singers you you can't come out the gate right away just singing about mature stuff i mean it's just as you you can't you have to grow as an artist and grow with your audience so we're gonna keep it moving up next is you took my heart track that one comes from my man Eddie F now see with this song I can take him a little bit more serious as opposed to love was here because you know you took my heart could easily be a song about you know you're seventh eighth grade or whatever I'm a military brat so you know as you guys know in the military you often move along so you know that first love you're 16 you know you guys are both military brats, she leaves, she took your heart. And you know, you're having trouble getting over her. So fly album track, nice production, song of the time, it's called my man Javid. Javid, what you think? Yeah, man, that right there, that's one of those, you know, like you described, that she moved away, she took her heart, took your heart with her. Yeah, I can dig that. But you know what? This made me think. He's young, but do you think we look at this differently because Usher's a guy? Because Kiki Wyatt was like on uh, My First Love at a very young age. I don't think we look at it because we're guys. I mean, like I said, it's um, this isn't a bad album at all, and the songs aren't aren't bad, but I understand why it only went gold because what he's singing about 
it's um a little bit too mature. So some of his, you know, the fans and everything probably weren't checking for him just yet because, like, you know, they're trying to pencil him into a uh, a box, if you will. It's kind of like with um Bobby Brown's first album, King of Stage. Now, it's, it's some songs on there, but MCA messed up by trying to keep Bobby in a box and not letting Bobby be true to himself. You know, you got to find that fine line between I'm 16 and I can, you know, sing about certain stuff. And I, you know, I want to appeal to the, the young crowd, but, you know, I also want to chase that 18 and up crowd who's working, buying the music and everything and have them, you know, getting stuff to, to bump. But again, it's like, you know, male R&B singers, Unless you're really like already established, a lot of times you're like, you know, they don't get taken serious. You know, for guys, you know, we only we only buff R and B when you were the lady. So, you know, that's I can get deeper with the conversation, but I'm not going to, but hopefully you guys get what I'm you know saying. All right, up next is smile again. joint was um another album track not necessarily a bad song but it's kind of where it's set in the sequencing after whispers and you took my heart for me it doesn't hit as strong definitely not a misfire but it's just kind of like an okay track borderline filler but you know i, I still have it in the itunes playlist Javi, what you think you know it's a good track. I like that. You know, I was sitting there nodding to it. It's a good song. Um, not one of the, the best, but overall, thus far, I mean, you can't be mad at this album, period. This is a, a classic album. 
All right, well, we've reached the end of the album. Final song is written by my man, Gordon Chambers, produced by Dave Jam Hall, and that's Final Goodbye. Marquee sample of Nobody Beats the Biz in there. Uh, another okay song. I probably would have put this one maybe in the middle of the album. I don't think it really ends the album with that, you know, that knockout ending song. Not a bad song, just a kind of a filler throwaway track. Um, but I mean, Gordon Chambers' Pinning Game is crazy. I think it's another song that might have been suited for another artist, not necessarily for Usher. Jay, what you think? You know, it wasn't the strongest song to end the album with, but overall, hey, it closed it out. It's a strong album. Solid. Solid album. All right, folks, before we get into our top uh, our top three and um, our final grades, what's surprising about Usher's debut was at the time he was signed to the face and ironically um la and babyface didn't do any songs on this album which is like a huge shocker i mean allegedly the rumor was that uh tevin campbell's first second album i'm sorry the i'm ready album was supposed to be usher's album but something happened and you know usher ended up losing those songs and Tevin got him, and you know, we all know that Tevin Campbell's I'm Ready album is just a monster, and I'm Ready, that album by itself, you know, put it this way, Tevin Campbell was singing better than men twice his age with that album from Ready, so shout out to Tevin Campbell as well. Alright folks, so you know, we've reached the end, so Jay, give me your top three songs from the album, and a final letter grade. My top three songs from the album are 
Can You Get With It, Think of You, and The Many Ways. Yeah. The Many Ways. I'm going to go with Can You Get With It, The Many Ways, and just off the strength of the production and um, the hook, I'm going to give it to Whispers. Gets a slight edge over Think of You. My final grade is a solid B. Jay, what's your final grade? Final grade, B. Go with a B. Cool, cool. All right, folks, before we um, close out this edition of the podcast, I'm going to give my brother from another chance to tell you guys about his uh, business. You know, I'm all about supporting not only my friends and their endeavors, getting their dreams out, but supporting Black-owned businesses as well. So, Jay, just tell the folks out there about your latest business endeavor and where they can find you on social media if they're interested in buying some of your products. Okay, yeah, Derek, thank you for that. Um, I have a company, Herbalism, Black-owned. We do luxury scent candles. We have a hand sanitizer that is phenomenal has two fragrances, uh, clean cotton and fresh air. And we also have rolling papers. Uh, we're working, working to get into the cannabis industry. And that's, that's where we're starting. We start with rolling papers, um, 1.25. And I can be found on IG at my consultant. That's M Y C A N N S U L T A N T. My consultant that's on IG. And also, the per- uh, you can purchase products online at myconsultant.com. Cool, cool. Well, I want to thank Mr. Javid for stopping by and chopping it up with um, <clears throat> discussing Usher's real first album and not my way as popular belief has it. Um, Dope album. I hope you guys, if you haven't heard it, it's available on all streaming platforms. I'm still waiting on Usher's uh, new one. You know, he's been dropping singles left and right. And, you know, Usher's one of those artists, man, to where his catalog is so strong. Like those first four, you know, even though he doesn't really do anything from this album, um, live-wise, rarely talks about it. This album, all the way up to 87, I'm sorry, Confessions. Yeah, Usher's first four albums alone, he really he never has to do another album in his life if he doesn't want to. He can tour for those by themselves. And, you know, I'm a big Usher fan. Totally love Here I Stand. Totally rock with uh, Raymond vs. Raymond. I don't really care for the last couple of projects. I thought they were just... Badly structured, production was terrible. He was trying to appeal to a young crowd, but nevertheless, you know, Usher is a legend. Um, you know, he's been in the game for 27 years, man. So that's a long time just killing it. So, yeah. So, all right, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed chopping it up with us. And um, next week, I plan on getting into Rick James, Street Songs, Subway's first album and only album and possibly something from the catalog of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. As always, you guys know, I ended with a quote, and we're going to keep it in the vein of Mr. Maurice White, and that is, keep your head to the sky. Until the next time, 
done out. Uh, this is Brock Obama. Uh, tune in next week for another episode of Reviews and Done uh, with your host, formerly known as uh, DJ Aftermath, uh, but still the slow jam king, DMV's own Derek Dunn.